0: an Olympian at the 2012 London Olympics and also at Rio in 2016, competing in the 1500 metres. He was a part of the commentary team for SEN for the Tokyo Olympic Games. And he joins us this morning because he's advocating for uh, the Paris Olympics to be the number one ticket event in 2024. Well, that's part of his uh, job for us this morning. Good morning to you, Ryan.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Pleasure is ours. Uh, Now... Take us in, before we try and drum up what Paris is going to offer up uh, in a couple of months' time, take us into the mindset of an athlete preparing for the Olympic Games six months out. What's the the training schedule looking like, the loading looking like? How hard do we have to go, particularly at this time of year, to, to relax just a little bit to enjoy the Christmas festivities? What's the planning and preparation look like?
1: It's actually tricky and it's a case-by-case case situation. You've got some athletes who may have already been picked in, in their sports. You've got some athletes who um, you know, haven't been picked but they definitely know they're going to be there. And then you've got some athletes who are just going to be... they just got... They're 50-50 from now and some even less chance than that. And they're going to make it right at the desk and they're just going to be having a lot of momentum right towards right towards july and august so there's so many different ways you can come at it um but the main thing is everyone will be working pretty hard right now they might have had a few quiet days over christmas but um and they'd certainly be back into things now
2: ryan great to be chatting with you this morning uh interested in uh genevieve and how she might be going because she did this is your wife um she represented yeah. uh in the steeplechase is she a chance to be in paris
1: Definitely. So the other day we, we just came back from Valencia in Spain a couple of weeks ago. So Genevieve went over there to do a qualifying time, and she came, um, which well, ran around 2:23 for the marathon over there, which is the third fastest Australian. She's the third, yeah, third fastest Australian all time. So that's um, that's under the qualifying time by about four minutes. So most likely um, she'll be going to the marathon, but we do have to wait wait a few more months to see what else plays out with the other athletes. But um, you know, she certainly put herself in a good position
2: because she did make the the final in the steeplechase, but had a fall. Um, no longer doing the steeple chase, extending out to the marathon distance now.
1: Yeah, with, the, with that rupture on the last uh, on the the last water barrier, it was just a a situation of, of whether she could put herself th- through that again. You know, I'm sure she had plenty more good steeplechase um, races in front of her, but it was such a traumatic injury. Um, you know, it took a long time to get back from that rupture. It was just, we we could, her coach, me, herself, she could see that she could have a really good future in the marathon, and we just thought, thought, why not? There's enough There's enough time before Paris to switch events uh, for her, and yeah, it looks like she's
0: going to do it. Speaking with Ryan Gregson this morning here on at Summer Breakfast, reflecting back to Tokyo just briefly, and considering it was only three years ago, or well, less than that at the moment, uh, because of the COVID implications, from an athletics perspective, it seemed as though there was a resurgence for Australia in all of those events. Are we... Heading towards a similar trajectory for Paris, can we expect similar levels of success and maybe even some more medals?
1: I definitely yes. I'd say, based on our world championships the last couple of years, we've certainly done as good or if not better than we've ever done before. We had a lot of people come top eight in Tokyo, but now those, those people who are coming top eight are now, you know, three years older. So they'll be pushing for medals now. And I don't know. I don't know. Something good happened from COVID. Maybe everyone just had the extra extra year to train. That's why that's why Tokyo was so good. But now, those those athletes who did so well three years ago are only more mature. They've had two more World Championships to own their craft, and they'll be yeah they'll be even more ready to go. Well,
2: one of those, and it's coming through on our text machine here as well. The the highlight, the 100 meter final in the Olympics. That's Ryan that's come through, and a number of others as well. We've got a good chance there with uh, Rowan Browning. Um, and how's his progression going from um, the last Olympics?
1: Um, yeah, good. He's ran faster than he has at the last Olympics. So, you know, he hasn't quite broken 10 yet, but he's very close. And last Olympics, he won his heat and ran well in the semi, only just missed out in the final. So if he can get through the heat again, get into the semi and run very, very low 10 or, or even under and do a PB, um, he can definitely be in that final.
0: Who's your favourite to win the 100-metre final, if we could get a, an early forecast on that front, Ryan?
1: Uh, my favourite would be Fred Curley. So he's a 2022 uh, world champion. He is the guy who came out for the Maury Plant meet um, in Melbourne at the start of this year. So he yeah, he won the 22, 2022 world champs um, coming down from the 400. So it was a bit of a shock how he how he transitioned to a shorter event because most people go the other way. But, um, uh, he's just he's an interesting guy to, to to follow. He's very quiet, um, huge guy. But he had a he actually had an underwhelming world championships last year, so I think um he'll be coming back with a vengeance and he'll be trying to upset his, his countryman Noah Lyles and then the Olympic champion uh, Marcel Jacobs from Italy.
0: And what can we expect to see from Peter Bowl considering the, the year that he's had in 2023? In and we don't need to delve too deeply into those issues now. But reflecting back to what he achieved in Tokyo, making the 800-metre men's final, what can we expect to see? Can we, do, do we feel as if there's enough in his tank to be able to continue to improve, given that his return to racing probably didn't set the world on fire recently?
1: So his return to racing last year was actually probably better than most people realise. He, I'm not sure if he set a PB in the 800. If he didn't, he got he got pretty close, and he actually did a big PB in the 1500 metres, which shows how how strong and how fit he actually was. So, I think he, you know, by the time the World Championships came around, I think he was physically and, and more importantly mentally tired from a from a draining um, six months for him, but. Um, you know, he certainly showed um, in races and, and in training that um, he was as good as he's ever been. So, if he can probably just relax a little more, because you know there was so much things going going on off the track, um, I think he can certainly be at his best.
2: One of the events I really love uh, is the high jump. Now, with a cricket connection, we've got uh, Brandon Stark who'll be competing there. But the women's high jump, of course, we have uh, some in- incredible. Uh, medal chances there. Silver in Tokyo, Eleanor Patterson and uh, Nicola McDermott, well, now uh, uh, Osleggers, I think it is. Um, we've got some real options in the in the high jump. Uh, what, what, how do you see that panning out in the Olympics?
1: Honestly, either, either of them could win. They're, so Nicola's got, you know, a silver at the World championship, silver at the Olympics. Eleanor's won a World Championship. So um, on their day, they're good enough to win the Olympics. It's just there's probably three or four girls who could do it, and they're two of them. So it'll just be if a bit of luck goes their way and they're in form, um, either of them could certainly win.
2: And with Brandon Stark, uh, the the brother of uh, Mitchell, who's representing Australia so uh, well uh, in the Test Match Arena, uh, what are his chances?
1: He's usually – he's never broken through for a medal, but he's – Plenty of times at World Championships the Olympic Games, is you come around that fifth or sixth mark. So, you know, I, I'd be surprised if he could win it, but um, on a good day, you could certainly go off and, um, you know, get a bronze medal.
0: Speaking with Ryan Gregson, a former Olympian, who this morning, part of the reason we got you on, Ryan, was to drum up the fact that the Paris Olympics is going to be one of the biggest items, big ticket items for 2024. Athletics, a big part of that story, but there's some other ones that have emerged over the course of the last couple of years. The Boomers aiming for another medal. We're hoping that it's gold. The Matildas hopefully with an opportunity for a medal as well. The Cookaburras given their success. And then in the pool as well, the Titmus ledecky combination or rivalry rather, we get to see hopefully that again. What do you feel is going to be the biggest story of Paris twenty twenty four?
1: I think a big story is gonna be uh, Ken McAvoy in the 50 meters freestyle. So he's had a complete resurgence in, in his career to become a world champion in, in that event in um, yeah, 2023. So he, you know, the way his career was going, you know, he's been to plenty of Olympics, started early, but the way his career was going, you look like, um, you know, after Tokyo, he was certainly on his way out. Um, but he, I think he trained, changed his training regime did a lot more work in the gym and he's just come back just, yeah, he's an absolute beast now and he's quicker than he has been ever before. You'd probably have to say, um, you know, he and I don't know what's up with Caleb Dressel from America, but, um, you know, they'd be the favourites for the 50 metre freestyle. So that would certainly be my... That's the thing I'm interested most in in the pool because, um, you know, he's an older guy as well. It would be an absolute fairy tale finish to his career. You bet.
0: You've provided some great insight for us this morning as we do begin to get excited about Paris in 2024. As we let you go, Ryan, what are you up to these days?
1: Um, just actually, Genevieve's driving me back home. We just had a hard, hard training session um, out near the airport in, in Brisbane. Um, I'm still running. I'm doing the marathon as well. But... um I um, haven't transitioned quite as, as well as, as Jen, but um, I'm probably uh, you know, six months away, a year away from really hitting my straps in that event, but um, I'm really enjoying it.
0: Oh, we'll keep an eye on that as well over the course of the next year. That could also be a big ticket item as well. Good on you, Ryan. Appreciate you joining us on Summer Breakfast. Happy New Year to you. You too, guys. Thanks for having me.